Wow, we are at 10 episodes already. What a ride. Hard to believe that I started this back in 2020. Dang, cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much for listening and joining along as I tell you guys these random stories each week. Um, So I thought for episode 10, I wanted to do something special and I think it's time for the big reveal. Yep, that's right. It is time to tell you which stories were true and which were the lies. Now, some of you may have already guessed and if you contacted me via Instagram, I might have confirmed a couple episodes for a few of you. Um, So congratulations. It's very hard for me to keep a secret. But for those of you that don't know which ones are true and which ones are the lies, keep listening and let's dig right in. Episode one, working out is hard enough. Okay, so if you remember from this episode, I told two stories. The first one was of the crazy gym rat dude who like knew everything about working out and wanted to correct me on how to work out. Also about my just like general anxiety um, of going to the gym. And then the second story was of the dog that bit my shirt and bit a hole into my shirt, the Great Dane. So which one do you think was true and which one do you think is the lie? If you said the dog biting a hole in my shirt was true, you're correct. Oh my gosh. I was so, well, first of all, I was so shaken. Um, second of all, I think I said it in the episode, but I was also flustered. And so I, but I also like dogs, they don't, you know, they don't necessarily know. They, sometimes they know when they're being bad, but I don't think that dog knew. I think he smelled a cat and he was like, I'm going to bite the shirt because I think it's a cat. And I don't think he knew. So I didn't want the dog to feel bad. And in my flustered state, I ran away from my car, which kind of just exacerbated things. And I think I ended up jogging like three miles that night. And I was only maybe a half a mile three quarters of a mile into that jog at that point. So it was a pretty long run for me. And, and then I got to my car and I just cried. I also cried while I was running, but it was not as much because there were also people on the trail and I didn't want them to see me crying. Um, but yeah, that was a very traumatic experience. And I lost my only Astros championship shirt, which was pretty special to me, even though I don't watch baseball. I almost said football, but I didn't. Um, Yeah, it was pretty special to me, and I was pretty sad to lose the shirt. Um, Also because it was a, I did watch, well, I watched like one or two of the baseball games of that, of the championship thing that the Astros won. The world championship. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that was a, that was a sad moment for me. And yeah, so the dog story, it was it. Who'd have thunk it? Did you guess when you were listening? Well, we'll move on to episode two. Episode 
episode two. Gosh darn it. I wanted to add a really cool transition with like some music from Spotify because that's a new feature. It might've actually been an old feature and I just never noticed, but it's a new feature. So I spent the last 10 minutes trying to sign into my Spotify account and only to be told that I don't have a Spotify account. So that was sad. Um, but so there's no cool transition. So instead I'll add music during this. So that's fun. But anyways, episode two, conversations with strangers. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, first of all, this one was really hard to come up with a lie, but I think the lie that I came up with was very believable. So if you remember conversations with strangers, I told two stories. Um, one was about meeting an old man in a coffee shop who bought me coffee and then talked my ear off. And then a second one was about, um, going to a book sale and I met a lady, an old lady who I became best friends with. Um, but then she wanted me to marry her son. So which one did you think was true? And which one did you think was the lie? If you said that the guy in the coffee shop was the true story, then you'd be correct. Oh my gosh. That was, um, a very awkward time. It was not, it was one of the more unpleasant, um, stranger encounters that I've had. Uh, you know, just the fact that I felt obligated to drink the coffee and then we waited for his friend and then he ended up giving me his phone number. He also wrote down like a list of books that he wanted me to read. Oh, and I didn't even tell you the craziest part of that. Um, basically he was telling me that churches are wrong. And, and that basically if you, if you go to a big church where the pastor can't possibly know everybody, then it's evil and, and they just want your money. And he was like, and you know, the whole thing about like tithe and offering, he's like, the Bible doesn't even say that. And I was like, yeah, it does. And he's like, no, 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 that's all just like man-made. And I, and I didn't, and here's the thing, I did not want to get into an argument with a stranger that I already wanted to get away from. But he was like, yeah. Um, and all these suckers are giving these churches their money when they shouldn't. And like, here's the thing. I firmly believe what the Bible says and it does say to tithe. And so I do. Um, and it was crazy because that day I, after the coffee, I went home and I had received a letter in the mail with a refund from my college a year after I graduated with money. And I don't, it was like, it was a couple hundred dollars. It was really cool. I documented it on my Instagram. I do not remember the exact amount of money, but I like made some cryptic post, um, talking about it. Uh, I didn't really go into the details of meeting the stranger. I think I just like barely mentioned it, but yeah, it was a crazy interaction. And it was really cool to see that like, I, after talking to this guy about how like he didn't think that tithing is something that you had to do and that God isn't going to provide blah, blah, blah. And then I went home and it was proof that he was wrong. I don't know. It was interesting, but yeah. So conversations with strangers. Um, and here's a magical transition to episode three. Episode three. 
Oh gosh, that was cringy. It was probably cringy, but I held the note. Okay, here we are. Episode three, DIY or D-DIY. AKA do it yourself or don't do it yourself. I am very much a do it yourselfer. So these two stories, um, one of them I did think about. I actually Googled and that's why I, I what sounded pretty, it sounded pretty authentic. I think it sounded authentic. Maybe it didn't. Maybe you could tell which one it was. But um, if you don't remember, uh, DIY or DDIY, I talked about the time that I swept my chimney and the time that I almost died removing a kitchen light. Which one did you think was the true story and which one was the lie? If you said kitchen light was the true story, you'd be correct. Um, for those of you that know me personally, you know that I live in Texas, it, it, in the, the southern part of Texas, where it's very hot. Our winters sometimes don't even get below freezing. So do we use our chimneys a lot? No, um, not at all. Uh, I don't even think that you could buy um, the tools necessary to clean a chimney in in the area that I live. Have I said where I live? I'll just say the Houston area. There are millions of people. You would never be able to find me. Well, actually, okay, whoa, tangent. Anyways, so uh, yeah, the kitchen light, that is the true story. Um, it was a bad idea, but you know, it was one of those times where you're at home, uh, quarantining, was I quarantining? No, I think it was the summer before. Yeah, I wasn't even quarantining. It was summer vacation. Um, and I'm sitting at my house and I'm like, that's a really ugly light. Oh, I had to change the light bulb. I had to change the light bulb, those long fluorescent lights. And then the plastic casing that holds it in place broke. And I was like, well, forget this. I don't want a dark kitchen. I'm just going to rip it out and install a new one. And let me just tell you, I did buy a new light, but did I install it? No. My wonderful friend Asa came over and he installed it for me and I gave him Whataburger as a thank you. And I followed him around and told him entertaining stories that I'm sure entertained him and did not annoy him at all. Um, so yeah, he ended up being the real hero in this story um, because my kitchen is bright and beautiful now. Now just don't look up at the ceiling because I still have that popcorn ceiling texture and it's not the popcorn texture like the that looks like a bunch of dots, you know, on the ceiling. It's more like a a cave, a cave-like texture. You know, you have your stalactites and your stalagmites. The tights are at the top. Um, I have the stalactites coming down from my ceiling and it's gross, but it's very bright. So that's wonderful. And that is um, what is in episode, oh, that was the answer for episode three. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. I think that's a running theme sometimes. But what did you think of that last transition? Let's, um, let's give it a go again. And episode four. MLM friends, multi-level marketing friends. Hey, hey now. Okay, I know that um, the multi-level marketing companies are a touchy subject. Um, it seems that 
some companies or people that work for multi-level marketing companies don't want to admit that they're part of these pyramid schemes. Ooh, ah, mm. No, they're not pyramid schemes. There's a difference. But it seems that there is it's 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 a tough a touchy subject and i found that out after i posted the episode um am i sorry for posting the episode no i am not okay i think that it was a good episode also i don't think that it's necessarily bad i mean logically pyramid schemes can't work for everybody right so like i would never join one but if it works for you, great. That's awesome. Be your own boss, babe. Oh, sorry. Sorry, table. Okay. Um. Anyways, so if you remember from, from the multi-level marketing scheme stories, I talked about my Mary Kay um, person, and then I also talked about the Sensi friend. Now, I do not have a Sensi friend. I do not know anybody in the Sensi division of... Uh, selling stuff. I thought that you could buy Sensi stuff from the store. So why would you need a, a how is that a, a market, a multi-level marketing company? I had no idea. Um, honestly, I just kind of Googled um, MLM companies and I steered clear of Young Living um, and the essential oils because that I think that has the most uh, nerves around it. Um, Mary Kay, you know, people love Mary Kay. Those products are amazing and so helpful. So yeah, that's, um, that's where I met. I did meet my multi, no, my Mary Kay consultant, um, at a Michael's and she just came up to me and she was like, do you want to try this makeup on for me? It would be free. Um, obviously you would be helping me out and I'd give you a thank you gift and you don't have to buy anything from me. You can, if you want, like there was no pressure at all. And I did buy the products and I love the products and they're amazing. And you know, the people that I tell about Mary Kay products, I always hear good reviews. Now, here's the thing. I only hear good reviews from, I only hear reviews from older women, like my mom's age. So I think that the younger generation needs to know how amazing Mary Kay is. And here's the thing. I'm not even part of their, part of their company. I don't, I don't help sell stuff or get points or anything. I just really think that they're good products. I love them. So yeah, that was a great time for me. Um, did you guess that's what it was? I'd be curious to find out. And we're going to try a different transition here. Um, so episode four, no episode five. I can count. almost famous one of my more popular episodes where I talked about the two times that I almost became famous slash had my 15 minutes of fame um but they didn't actually work out which was a super bummer so if you remember these episodes um I talked about the time that I went to New York City and was almost an um an extra on uh CSI um, and then the other time where I, um, when I was buying my house, how I almost was featured on house hunters. Um, if you could tell, uh, which one was the lie, 
which one do you think it was? If you said the lie was my trip to New York being uh, an extra on the show, you'd be correct. I couldn't even remember the name of the show that I lied about almost being on. No, you know, that's the thing. Um, just because I teach theater doesn't mean I have connections into theatrical, other, other theatrical venues. Um, it, that would be really cool, but no. I did go to New York with my friend Rachel, and we had an amazing time, but we did not do that. Um, yeah. But she would have been an amazing extra, and they really should consider calling Rachel to be an extra on their show or to have a whole part on their show. That would be cool. But no, that was not true. Um, the true story was I was almost on House Hunters. Oh my gosh, my cat is eating something. I don't know if you can hear the crunching. Zelda, stop. Oh, okay. So anyways, we're going to ignore it and continue on push through. So yeah, House Hunters. I was almost on it with my cousin Lisa. It was so cool. We went through this whole interview process. Um, we had to look at the different types of houses. And one thing I realized is um, the Houston area, well, in my price range, only really has ranch style houses. And you know, people are supposed to say, I like this style house and I like this style house. No, uh, there are only ranch style houses out, out in the Houston area um, in my price range. It's, so that can tell you what my price range is. Um, so yeah. Uh, and I wonder what houses we, other houses we would have looked at. Cause I always wonder when the people look at houses, because the thing is, you know, they show you two houses after you've bought your house. So you see your house and then two other houses. What if you like one of those other houses better? That like really stinks. And now you're stuck with your house. I don't know. So it, it would have been really cool. Basically, they don't pay you or anything. They do feed you, which would have been fun. What kind of food would they feed us? That would have been really cool. Um, and and the other sad part, if I was featured on it, it's not sad, bummer, would have been that um, I would not have been able to move in right away. Or I would have had to stuff everything in my garage or something, which at the time, because I was living in an apartment and didn't have much, I could have all, I could have fit it all in the garage. Um, but you know, it ended up being nice that I was able to like start living in my house right away. Um, and it was, it was a bummer, um, because I had so much fun looking with my realtor. Um, I knew that my cousin and I were going to have a ton of fun, but we didn't because we didn't get to do the show. That's okay. Um, so yeah, that's the answer to almost famous. I was almost on house hunters. Um, if you are interested, check out the tea kettle house on some renovation show. They made over a teapot or tea kettle house. It's like an Airbnb. I don't know. Europe, part one, episode six. Okay, now I know what you're thinking, first of all. Um, when is part two coming out? Will there be a part three? Is this going to be like Star Wars, where you, Star Wars, where you jump ahead and then jump backwards? What's happening here? Well, the truth is, I have a lot to say about Europe, and I don't know when I want to say it all. So I just had to put part one in there. But who knows when that will come out? Will it be in season one? 
Or will it be in a later season? How long is a podcast season? That's a question that I don't know the answer to, which I'll have to Google it. But anyways, um, so Europe, part one. Now in this, I talked about Rome versus Versailles. Um, the two, and I was talking about like the, the most peaceful or the best places that I visited. This, Honestly, this episode was right after everything that happened at the Capitol, the storming of the Capitol, and I was super upset. Um, and it was, it was really hard to be joyful. And so I, I tried to think about something that made me happy. Um, and, and I don't remember exactly the topics of this. And so I should have done some homework and re-listened to it, but I, I don't listen to these episodes. Is that weird to say? But I feel like it would be weird for me to listen to these. Anyways, so if you remember, I talked about the time that I visited Rome and the time that I visited Versailles. Now, I did visit both of these places, but um, the stories that I told in both of these places, uh, one of them is a lie. So which one do you think is the lie? If you said Rome is the lie, you would be correct. Um, Versailles was an amazing place to visit. Rome was equally amazing. However, it was very dangerous. Um, there were pickpocketers everywhere. Um, one of the travelers in my group almost got pickpocketed. Um, the pickpocketers, fun fact, travel in groups of three in Rome. So if you see like three guys walking around, they typically have one person to distract and then two people to like bump in and then blah, 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 bada bing, bada boom, your wallet's gone. Um, so yeah, Rome was a little dangerous, a little sketchy. Um, there was a time on a bus that I was trying to get back because the their subway system was like under construction. And then we got on this bus and we wanted to get off, but we, it was like so crowded that we couldn't like get through all the bodies on the bus to get out the door. And so then we finally got to the door, but the bus was driving again. So we had to pull the cord to get out. And then people were like, stupid Americans. And we were like, you guys, we're all sitting on the floor. This bus is like cramped way more than it should be, but whatever. Anyways, yeah, Rome was stressful. Versailles was amazing and not stressful at all. And if I could go back there, oh, I dream about those cherries. Those cherries were delicious. Did I tell you about the cherries in the marketplace? They were amazing. Anyway, so yeah, Versailles was the true story. Rome was the lie. And darn it, you know what? That would have been a really great episode to talk about Rome. And I think I just spoiled it. So whatever, it's fine. I have other European stories. Okay, episode six. Oh, that was, that was. Episode seven, close encounters with celebrities. I realized that I'm taking a really long time on this episode, so I'm going to try to speak a little bit faster. However, close encounters with celebrities. This was also one of the more popular episodes. So I do not want to skip important things. Okay. So if you remember, this is when I met, um, I talked about the time that I met Jim Parsons and Bradley Cooper, which one, which story do you think was true? 
If you said Bradley Cooper, you would be correct. I actually did meet Bradley Cooper. Now he's autographed my playbill when I saw him at the Haymarket Theater um, in The Elephant Man. It was amazing. I cried. Um, it was so good. Uh, also the whole journey of getting to the theater, um, and getting home from the theater. I mean, it was, it, it was an adventure. It was an amazing adventure. And I'm so proud of myself for doing it because it was only like my second night in London, in Europe, the, the farthest I had ever traveled from home. And I went all that way to see Bradley Cooper. And I had the guts to go to the backstage door and stand with this crowd and wait for an autograph. And then to get pushed behind those guys only to have Bradley see and say, excuse me, excuse me, and make them move aside so he could autograph my playbill. I mean, I will never forget that moment. What a gentleman, what a gem. He's amazing and so talented. Oh, Bradley. Yeah. Now, do I wish I had met Jim? Yeah, that would have been cool. And I could totally see that as being a, a, a thing that's happened to somebody, maybe, at some point. he's He seems like such a cool guy. But, um, no, Bradley. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, this, this one was a short one because... <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me smiling, but... Wow, when I just think about that. Okay, anyways, um, on to episode eight. Invisibility problems, AKA episode eight. I should not say AKA. Um, anyways, so um, invisibility problems. I've always said that I have the power of invisibility. Um, and if you remember, I talked about um, the one time that I rode in a shuttle van and the driver forgot that I was there on my trip to New York. Um, and then the second time was when I was in an airport and a lady thought that I was an empty chair and she set her bags on me, which was really awkward because there were so many empty chairs around me and she chose me. Um, so the real story, which one do you think is uh, true? If you said the lady with the bags, you would be correct. Yeah, so um, if you do remember back, uh, my trip to New York, New York was actually with Rachel and we did fly together and we rode a shuttle uh, van together. Um, so, and I think, and we actually did ride with a couple on our way to the airport, I believe. Actually, those, those details are fuzzy. I don't remember. We were just very excited to be in New York and also exhausted. Um, but the, the chair story, oh my gosh. Yes. It was so awkward. There were rows of empty chairs. My entire row of chairs was empty and I was sitting on the end. I don't. I don't think I was wearing clothes that blended in with the chair. I was just sitting very still. Apparently you need to move around to be seen in a chair, but whatever. And then it was awkward because I went to Chili's afterwards because I didn't want to just, well, our, I think our flight got delayed and I was like, well, this will be awkward. So then I went to Chili's and I sat down and then like 10 minutes later, I see this woman and her friends going to Chili's. Um, Hello, this is my territory now. Go find another place. I feel like I've earned the right to 
be in a place alone without you there. You set your stuff on me. It was very awkward. But yeah, that's um, that was the true story. Here we are at the end of our journey. Now it is time to find out the answers for episode nine, Adventures in House Sitting. Now, if you remember from last week, Adventures in House Sitting, I talked about the burglars, the would-be burglars, um, and taking care of the chameleon. Which story do you think was true and which one do you think is the lie? If you said you think the chameleon story is true, you would be correct. That was possibly the most disgusting thing that I've had to do um, to take care of. I'm sorry if you like reptiles. I just, I don't. And it was very disturbing for me. It was very hard. And I also, I just felt personally attacked by that chameleon. I think that it did not like me. So I was justified in not liking it. But there you have it. Thank you all so much for joining me on this um, big reveal, episode 10. I hope you all enjoyed finding out which one, which story was true and which was false. Do you ever think during the episodes, oh, last week I think the first story was true, so then the second story must be false this week. Do you ever wonder about the order? Do I order it every other? I've never actually thought about that, and I and sometimes I do wonder... Um, I think back and I'm like, which one did I put in which order and is, am I making it obvious? But hopefully not. Um, join me as I continue to tell, uh, stories in the upcoming weeks of what, um, random things that happen. Uh, I believe uh, coming up, we will hear about some medical mysteries and I might have a guest star or two on um, an episode coming up as well. So I'm excited for you to keep listening. Um, again, follow me on Instagram at one truth underscore one lie. Cats, cats. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I think that is my cue to call it. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Listen in next week and have a wonderful week. Bye.